This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Freelance journalist um, Itumileng Mafisa joining us on the line. Itumileng, good morning. Thanks for your time once again. Good morning, sir. How are you? Very well and yourself, sir. Very good, thank you. Great. How was the week? Uh, the week was great. Of course, uh, we've seen the world spinning around uh, with another war between Israel and Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more issues at hand, including the funeral of um, the two kids in Soweto who died of uh, food poisoning. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to discuss there. We do indeed. And I think let's start internationally um, with that very war between Israel and Palestine. Yep, it's quite an interesting war. Of course, we know that there's been tension between Israel and Palestine for years. Um, you know, of course, this stems from the displacement of the Jewish people from Europe and other parts of the world, uh, with the state of Israel being established in 1948. Uh, but this, of course, meant that uh, the Palestinians had to share land with the, the Israelis. So we've seen this on and off war between uh, the two sides over land, which they both claim that uh, they, they, they own. Mm. And I mean, it's been, we've also seen a lot of death as well. You know, that has been reported. A lot of people losing their lives. I was watching a report last night on CNN. It was very graphic because there was this baby who was just a few months old that has passed, you know. And, you know, Dumeleng, this is the result of such wars. Of course, you know, uh, people might think oh, that this war is fine, doesn't affect us. But, uh, you know, all of us uh, have interest in what's going on there. Uh, because of religious reasons, of course, you know, uh, the majority of the world being Christian and Islam being the second uh, biggest, uh, you know, religion in the world. So we do have interest in what's going on over there. Um, and certainly there have been a lot of people dying. And, you know, there's been comparison about, you know, is Palestinian blood more important than Israeli blood? Uh, the whole religious connection, of course, uh, being a deciding factor in, you know, whether you side with Israel or whether you side with Palestine. I'm not sure what your religious views are, Teho, but uh, I'm sure you have a lot to say in terms of the religious aspect of this matter. You know, there is a lot that can be said, absolutely. Um, But I think what we also need to bear in mind is that either way, people are losing their lives, you know, Um, no matter where a person stands religiously, but people are losing their lives. And I I wonder, Dumiling, if we'll ever get to see an end to this war. Well, people have been calling for a two-state solution, but uh, Palestine is, uh, you know, they own the land, and, you know, Palestine was there before Israel was there. And, you know, this is something that they're not willing to, to back down on. Of course, many of them have been pushed to a little strip of land uh, called the Gaza Strip. They have a lot of, maybe over two million, uh, you know, uh, Palestinians concentrated on the strip of land, uh, you know, and you have uh, Israel occupying that land and the West Bank. So, you know, people have described this as an apartheid situation where uh, Palestinians seem to have no rights and, you know, you know they have passes everywhere they go mm. and there seems to be a heavy presence of the Israeli army uh, in, in Palestine. Mm, absolutely. Coming back home, then also a lot happening in South Africa. Um, let's start with Matthew Lani. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, our doctor. So, Matthew <laughs> Lani... Matthew Lani 
you know, I'm not sure of his age, but he has been purporting to be a doctor on TikTok. Mm. Uh, he's got a huge following, uh, well over 250,000 followers. He has been recommending medicine, uh, prescribing things to people. Uh, and look, he's known for bragging uh, on, on TikTok. Lately, he had been bragging about buying a Range Rover, and he owns a pharmaceutical company which has been dispensing medicine to social media users. Mm. And then uh, we also saw, you know, that there have been a few, uh, there have been, there's a case that's been opened against him. Um, and also the Gauteng Department of Education coming out to say that um, he doesn't even have a matric. Yeah, it was certainly a bizarre story. Um, you know, he had claimed that he went to VITS. He claimed that he had a Cambridge University high school diploma. Uh, that has been proven false. And uh, he also claimed that he spent around six years uh, studying medicine and that he had been working at Helen Joseph. Now, the most concerning part was that uh, Dr. Matthew, uh, or Matthew as he is now known, uh, would be making rounds at Helen Joseph Hospital. Of course, this is a state hospital. He would move around with a stethoscope and do TikTok content. Mm. So um, this also questions the level of security at the hospital. If someone can just be able to walk around with a stethoscope uh, doing such a thing. Uh, so yes, uh, the Gauteng Health Department has opened the case uh, and the Gauteng Education Department has exposed him as not having him a trick. Uh, even Cambridge University has denied that he was ever enrolled there. What we do know is that he was in a school for uh, learners with special needs uh, in Deep Sluits and that he left the school in grade 10. Mm. And then um, sticking with that, we also had um, a lady in, in Tabiseng in Limpopo uh, who claimed that she was a health practitioner too. Yes. Now, she had claimed to be a pharmacist and the University of Limpopo denied this. So, you know, this introduces uh, a new notion of verification of information on TikTok. You know, as journalists would know to her that verification of information is quite important. So what does this mean for us? You know, people say social media is the new journalism. But, you know, with all of this happening, I still think we still have jobs as journalists because now uh, information is not verified on social media and we have things like this popping up. Mm. No, absolutely. Very true. And, and it also, you know, puts a strain on other people's professions and whether, you know, people will be um, trusted. Of course, of course. So, yes, um, it, it, it sets a standard now, you know, mm. for TikTok users, Twitter users, Facebook users. If someone's selling a product on social media, verify if this person is a certified doctor, whatever. If someone's offering a service, just check if this person is, is actually legit and verified. Mm, absolutely. Let's then go to the sad news of the families of the two boys in Soweto um, who were buried this week, this, yes, on Wednesday. Um, and they, of course, are still waiting for answers. Yeah, of course, the sad result. Uh, we know that the death of these two boys uh, was because of, um, you know, poisoning. Um, you know, some are saying rat poisoning. But, uh, you know, the link has not been yet made between uh, uh, you know, the death of the boys and the biscuits bought at the Pakistani shops. Uh, you know, some people are saying, you know, there's a lot of untruth going on. Is, is government perhaps trying to protect, um, you know, the Pakistanis? Uh, you know, perhaps if it is exposed, there could be unrest. But we did see that uh, at least three or four shops uh, were looted in Denis Soweto, uh, you know, this week. Uh, but, you know, uh, police apparently were quick to call the situation. And, you know, so it has been monitored as it is because of this particular situation.
Yeah, and then we saw this march that happened yesterday, Dumeleng, as well, about these puzzle shops. I mean, when we spoke to Power News reporter Bafanan Zimande and he was there, he spoke to some um, people who, you know, said the shop must be closed or the shops must be closed, and others were saying, no, it shouldn't be closed. Yeah, it's always been a debate, you know, uh, on the Pakistani shops. Some were saying that, you know, this economy, this puzzle shop economy should belong to... Uh, Black South Africans, uh, Mr. Job Teta, who lives there. But, you know, others are saying that South Africa is now a more inclusive country and that foreign businesses need to be welcomed. You know, they contribute to their overall GDP. And, uh, you know, some were saying that they can even get discounts from these Pakistani shops. Mm. But, of course, the whole health issues concerning how these goods and how these goods are made is a problem. I mean, just this week, a fact was discovered where things like Coke, noodles, uh, and, and other things will be fake, including spices. Who knew you could fake a spice? Imagine. Imagine that. It's also just putting people's lives at risk, you know, um, some of these shops and the way that they are operating. And the mere fact that some of them even live in these shops, I think that's also very shocking. <laughs> Not only live there, but, but they, they literally mm. use these yeah. shops as homes. So this is a concern, uh, you know, who's not sure if uh, perhaps uh, the Minister of Small Business will respond in a way that pleases people. It is election season, so uh, we yet to see what uh, the government position is going to be concerning the shops. Mm, we'll see what happens definitely going forward. Let's quickly go into the courts then. We saw Dr. Nandi Pamakudumano, we heard that she allegedly collapsed in holding cells as she was expected to appear at the Bloemfontein Magistrates Court with her lover, Tabo Besta. Yeah, this is quite a bizarre case. I mean, just as you think that the, the drama has ended, it keeps on developing. So Dr. Nandipa, uh, you know, was a parent collapsed in a cell. And, uh, you know, uh, she was also found naked at the back of a police van on the way to court. So she has accused uh, the Kronstadt Correctional Services uh, and then the police of mishandling her. So, you know, there's quite a lot happening around her. But of course, uh, what the prosecution was saying was that, uh, you know, she has been handled with the best care. She has been offered uh, medical attention. And they just saw this as a perhaps a public stunt. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, um, what is the development, of course, when it comes to this particular trial or case? Well, we know that the state is ready for a trial. um, But of course, uh, three people have been let go out of the accused. Uh, Dr. Nandipa's father is also in, in the dock with her and Tabo Pesta. And uh, the interesting thing about this case as well was that uh, we now saw the introduction of two new lawyers on behalf of Tabo Pesta, our favorite lawyer, Talim Pofu, and advocate Msholona. We would know, of course, these uh, two uh, uh, advocates or attorneys are uh, you know, known to us in some political cases in the country. Mm-hmm. And then um, we also saw, you know, and this is one that I really, oh, the Senzo Mayua trial. Let's go there first before we speak about the issue of University of Pretoria. Mm-hmm. Well, the Senzo Mayua trial also uh, took a turn for, you know, an interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we hope to see that, uh, you know, next week uh, when they return to court, we'll see proceedings moving on. This uh, judge over this case now seems to be moving quite fast. So we hope that the trial will see a conclusion at least by the, you know, uh, beginning of next year or the middle part of next year. Mm-hmm. And then UP, there were stickers up at the University of Pretoria's entrances that were pasted with blacks only and no whites allowed. This is what the stickers were written. Blacks only, 
no whites allowed. A lot of controversy, of course, has been stood around racial tensions um, at the university. And Afri Forum Youth has taken responsibility for this. Well, you know, Teho, our universities have become a political playground, and especially when it comes to race issues. So uh, we did see Afri Forum putting up these stickers, and they took ownership of these stickers, but they were saying it was a form of protest, uh, which showed that uh, there's still issues of discrimination in the university. They wanted the EFF Student Command to be disbanded from the university. They, of course, accused the EFF Student Command of not allowing um, you know, white students into some meeting, and uh, they found that the EFF was promoting racism in the university. So the university later released a thing saying that uh, they encourage inclusivity and that uh, you know everyone was welcome into the university, and all ideological debates were welcomed in the university. I mean, I wonder where they got that from, where Every Forum Youth got that from, that the university was not allowing white people into the university? Well, it stems from a meeting which uh, the EFF apparently said it's a blacks-only meeting and no whites allowed. So, Mm. you know, we see these things between uh, different student formations. Mm. And, you know, in this case, certainly, uh, the AFI Forum has accused the EFF of being too uh, right-wing in terms of how they deal with uh, white students in the university. Mm. So, I mean... They took, it's interesting, right? Because every forum youth then took what was said by the EFF and made it seem as though it was something that the university was actually saying. Yes, but they're saying, which is interesting, that it's a form of protest, you know. Mm. Uh, but as you know, I mean, uh, University of Pretoria, uh, historic has been known to be quite Afrikaans in yeah. its nature. Yeah. So it was quite interesting for them to claim uh, discrimination in the university where some black people said they wouldn't go because they felt that it was a very Afrikaans university. Mm. No, true. No, true. It is quite historical in that way. And then, um, Itumeleng, we also saw the population of South Africa rising to 62 million people that live in the country, according to census 2022. Yes, now that's interesting because it means our country is growing. Gauteng obviously being uh, the most populated uh, province in, 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 in the country, followed by Pazulu Natal and the Western Cape. Uh, so this, uh, these are interesting uh, stats, but uh, what was concerning was that uh, not many people participated in the census, and, you know, government and staff, as they were stressing that this is quite important so we know how many people are in the country. Uh, the issues that were raised in that which were concerning was that quite a lot of people are still using the bucket system, of course, the toilet system, and that uh, a high number of young people were still not in school. Um, there were also issues of, uh, you know, population decrease and increase, uh, you know, with the reports that the population of white people was also uh, decreasing the country. Now, we don't know why that is. Uh, but this also came out in that report. Mm, and then we also saw the issue of the immigrants as well, who are in the country. Of course. Now, South Africa is always seen as a land of opportunity, especially Gauteng as a destination of, of economic uh, victory. You know, for many Africans, either you know, economic refugees or people hoping to make it big in South Africa. So Gauteng would be the, 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 the center of it all. And uh, of course, this also maybe a point as to what the issue of illegal immigrants and why maybe uh, Gauteng and Johannesburg specifically has a problem with illegal immigrants. Mm. What will you be looking at this week, Itumile? Well, this week we are hoping to find out, uh, you know, the real cause of uh, 
the death of the two kids. Of course, our politics are going to be unfolding. So we're going to be looking at all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, we do hope to get answers for those families indeed. Dumelen, thank you so much for your time. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.